Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast and become a Coast Insider and you can hear all of this fascinating conversation along with recent shows about weather modification, couples with a past life connection, and a young child's amazing story of reincarnation. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to start listening. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. What a great show we have in store for you tonight. Of course, we always do. Dr. Kenneth Stoller with us, MD, completed his training at the University of California at Los Angeles School of Medicine, practicing board-certified pediatrician for more than two decades, focusing on brain-injured children and adults using hyperbaric oxygen treatments, and they work. Dr. Stoller's area of expertise is functional medicine, also known as integrative medicine, He is the chief of hyperbaric medicine at the Hyperbaric Oxygen Clinic of San Francisco. We're talking about his work called Incurable Me. Dr. Kenneth, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. Uh, Thanks for having me on. This, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of afflictions and and just all kinds. I've been getting emails all day from people who have Lyme disease, for example, and they're really in trouble. How How come medicine isn't saving these folks? Well, it, uh, it's a simple answer. It's, it's about money. Medicine is a business, and if there's not a big corporation making money, uh-huh. uh, you don't hear about uh, treatment. So, you know, it's, it's that simple. We uh, look at Incurable Me, where you take a look at uh, the entire health program, and you say, again, like because of money, that profit and greed is determining therapies and how they handle it. Is that the same way in other countries, or is it different here? It, it's, it's nuanced a little bit, uh, but, you know, we lead the world in this corporatization of health care. Uh, other countries have a much more socialized system than we do. I mean, we're the only uh, industrialized nation that doesn't have universal health care. So uh, I would say we're kind of stuck in a rut in that department. Why is it that common sense doesn't prevail? I mean, when we think about that tragedy in Flint, Michigan, with excess lead in the water system, how in the heck, doctor, does this stuff happen? Isn't anybody thinking? Well, the problem with the Flint water is important because access to clean, safe, dependable water has done more for the health of humanity than anything else in the world. So the short answer is, in the case of Flint, job security. When you're employed by a bureaucracy, especially if there are political appointees in the hierarchy, your job is to keep your job. So you don't bring attention to yourself if you don't have to. And security, albeit false security, is to make sure the boat doesn't rock on your watch. In other words, maintain the status quo, don't ring alarm bells, And in the case of Flint, if the population consists mostly of a downtrodden, ethnically undesirable minority, all the better. But it's more nuanced than that because you have to take into account that most municipalities are deliberately poisoning the populations they serve with something even more toxic than lead. And I'm referring to fluoride. I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) most of us have been falsely conditioned to believe 
fluoride will prevent tooth decay. <laughs> so when you realize our public water systems have been co-opted to use a soft-kill bioweapon, fluoride, to make us sick and dumb because it does lower IQs and causes cancer, then as a bureaucrat whose primary motivation in life is to keep their job, are you going to concern yourself because the water has lead in it? Are you going to potentially lose your job for sounding the alarm when the system you work for is just fine with poisoning people through drinking water? I mean, if poisoning us is the game, who cares if there's fluoride or lead in the water? It'll just speed up the demise of the surplus That's population right. even faster. And I realize what I just said is going to shock a few people. So if anyone is shocked, ask yourself why we are putting into our drinking water something more poisonous than lead and calling it a public health measure. Isn't it true that if you saw a truck that had fluoride in it as its cargo, you might see a picture of a skull with an X on it because that's a symbol for poison? Absolutely. And, you know, most of the fluoride that's used in drinking water comes from China and contaminated with arsenic and lead. There's about 40 to 50 milligrams each per bag, but arsenic causes cancer in parts in the parts per trillion range. And so that, that would mean for every 1 million uh, consumers, it'll cause one case of cancer. But when you add in 50 milligrams of arsenic per bag of fluoride, that moves the arsenic levels from parts per trillion to parts per billion. So now instead of having one case of cancer per million, of tap water consumers, you now have a thousand cases. So the public has yet to fully understand that the major governmental health agencies, the FDA, the NIH, the CDC, the National Cancer Institute, and the pharmaceutical industry have a very incestuous relationship with each other to the point now where they must be rebuilt from the ground up. They're that broken. Dr. Who came up with the grand idea of putting fluoride in the nation's drinking water? And I've noticed that some communities are taking it out now, which is a good thing. But how'd they come up with this? I think to the best that I have been able to understand in my research is that during the creation of uranium and atomic weapons, during you know world the World War II era, fluoride pollution at these plants was widespread, and fluoride was being used in pesticides, and and so this was becoming a serious legal issue for the government, and so someone got the bright idea and turning it into by turning it into a health food supplement, they could sidestep all the pollution issues and legal issues that they were having to be involved in. So purified water that you might want to buy at the grocery store, would that be fluoride proof? No, there's many different brands that uh, have fluoride in them. So just buying bottled water is no guarantee that you're getting uh, clean water. Ah, well, we got to get rid of it. That's for sure. And, uh, There's really no proof that it reduces cavities, is there? Drinking fluoride does not decrease dental caries, period. No evidence. (laughs) End of story.
What do your colleagues say? Do they agree with you or do they fight you? You know, it depends. Not that you care. Good for you. I'm glad you're coming forward with this. It depends what part of the, you know, part of the country you are and how educated these people are. You know, physicians are not gods, and they've been brainwashed like everybody else. I mean, uh, we're brushing our teeth with fluoride. Uh, We're drinking the fluoride. We're cooking with it. And you have to ask the question, this stuff is more toxic than lead. Why are we doing it? Should I even ask you about vaccines? Oh, my. Wait just a second, doctor. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back more. Dr. Kenneth Stoller, his work is called Incurable Me. Yeah, maybe we'll get into vaccines and Lyme disease and another, another other afflictions that are out there. Maybe we can help somebody. We'll be back. Get daily show updates right to your inbox for free with the Coast Zone newsletter. Sign up today at coasttocoastam.com. Eastern and go to coast to coast am.com for more.